Well, hello and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I am super excited about this episode today because we are streaming live from the underground bunker at <laughs> Courtney's house <laughs> in Lansdale, Pennsylvania. Is yes. that correct? Yeah. So we are going to go live for just a few minutes here for an update, and then we are going to record the podcast and um, have it ready later for um, um, viewing on our all of our forums on my personal Facebook page, LinkedIn, Twitter, and uh, the Mosley Professional Pharmacy YouTube site. So go to those places also to watch this and subscribe and comment. We really would appreciate it. Today, what we are going to go over is my hair mineral analysis. I've never done one of these before. I've heard about them for years. You know, being in functional medicine, we've heard about them for years. I've just never done one myself. So Janet was kind enough to shave the back of my head. Good job. <laughs> I think no, it's not, no that, spots. <laughs> that's not the first time she's done that, actually. That's a whole other story. Um, and so now we have the results. And Dr. Courtney is going to go over those results. So I'm super excited to go over with them. There's some surprises on there for me. Um and hopefully you guys will learn something today about how to make yourselves work to work your way to optimal health because that's what we're all about here on Health Solutions. And um, so stay tuned for a the, the updated episode, the finished episode uh, right here on, on all these channels. So thank you for tuning in and we really appreciate you guys. Okay, we are here with Dr. Courtney Powers. Hello. Hi. <laughs> and we are going to be going over my... Uh, what do they call it? Trace mineral, trace hair mineral analysis? Yes. Tell us. Hair mineral, trace mineral hair analysis. Trace elements is the name of the company, but it's a hair tissue mineral analysis. So it's basically what the minerals are doing in the soft tissue of your body. Sometimes when they're in other places where they should be in bones or other places. And this test is not really a diagnostic test, but it is... It shows things that could potentially be happening in the body, and we look at ways that we can fix them by either taking other minerals to create a balance, or even um, supplementation, and even digestion aid, because sometimes, um, you'll be surprised with what I came up with when I looked at the results, is some of it looks like it's digestion to me. Some of it looks like it's you might not be absorbing everything properly. And then there are a couple things that are on the elevated level, which are things that, like usually when I'm doing it with a, you know, a patient, I will collect a full health history, which we did not with you, we just did this. So you might have some interesting things to tell me as we go. Yeah, possibly. So I'm asking questions. So a little bit of the background. We'll also put links in the show notes to the results of my test and um, the, res the how to find out more information about trace elements. Uh, it was a pretty simple process. Janet just took some and cut my hair. She really loved doing that. <laughs> and uh, and they make it pretty simple. And then they uh, you send it off. They, they have everything in a package. You send it off and then they send you the results. So pretty simple. And then you have an expert like Courtney go over it with you. So um, some things were surprising to me. Um, just to let you know, I'm not really having any 
lots of symptoms. Courtney's gonna kind of maybe lead me that way and ask me some questions. Um, I'm feeling great overall. This is just another tool, especially if you're having some kind of uh, symptoms or problems, that this may help to get to the bottom of it. So Courtney, go. Exactly, and it, a lot of times too, one big thing I see with this a lot is thyroid. So, you know, when some people, and this is not even Sean's test, this is just in general, when I'm working with people and I see, uh, in, in, Basically, which we're looking at, we're looking at levels of minerals and we're looking at percentages of minerals. And the percentages is where you really want to hone in on because the percentages are indicative of certain conditions that may or may not be happening. And like Sean said, it might not be something that he's actually experiencing, just like it might be where you go to your doctor and all of your thyroid, you get a whole panel of thyroid, you know, blood work done and everything's fine. This test isn't saying if you have, if your thyroid percentage is off, the minerals that affect, that are affected by your thyroid function, it doesn't mean go run to your doctor and get a prescription. It means, hey, let's take a, a, a picture of what's going on in your body and maybe we can change some nutrition around or maybe by increasing one mineral we can kind of balance out the other which is pretty cool so it's down to prevention on your level and an everyday kind of thing so small things move big things over time so exactly. prevention of something before it ever shows up exactly which is so important and then even on top of that looking at something and is it something that's a little bit off can we change it with nutrition or is it something that's whoa that's really out of range let's try supplementing for eh, maybe a couple of months and then maybe revisiting a test I always recommend that people revisit a test maybe possibly six months after the first test results so what you're looking at also remember now we're looking at what was going on for the past maybe like two and a half months of right. what was going on in your life. That's the purpose of the hair, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you're waiting to grow out that root and you want to make sure when you're getting this test done that it's a fresh root. Um, if you're getting your hair colored or any kind of treatment, you want to make sure it's a fresh virgin root where there's no nothing on it at least a half an inch so that when the lab processes it, there's nothing that can interfere with it, which is pretty cool. So, you know, it's, it's you're looking at that time frame. So sometimes when people, you know, come and they're looking at results, they might say, well, no, I don't feel that so much anymore, but I did feel that way maybe like a month ago or a couple months ago, or I had a really stressful thing going on in my life, you know, X amount of months ago, I was going through, you know, the death of a parent or, you know, somebody sick or them themselves being sick. And then, you know, kind of saying, well, that makes sense. And maybe you were feeling better or, you know, or maybe it's, hey, a lot of times when I read these results, people will look at me and be like, but like, I'll we'll be on a Zoom video and I'll be like, are you a witch? Like, I'll describe them to a T. Like, they'll, they'll, they'll be looking at me as I'm reading it and they're like, what? Are you? Uh, okay. Like, we didn't have this discussion before, did we? Um, so I always find that funny because it's, it's really cool when you do a test and you take a part of your body and send it to a lab and then you literally are somebody can say, are you feeling this way? And you're like, yeah, absolutely. Right. It's a pretty cool thing to say, hey, I'm not, I'm not imagining this. That's exactly the way that I feel. And it's like the results don't lie. Um, so it's, it's really cool what, what, you know, what I have seen with so many, um, with patients going over them. So, you know, what I usually do when I'm going over them with like, like looking at the, the minerals themselves is, you know, 
right here I did your your levels right here so I wrote down your levels are the ones that are printed out there and then down the bottom are the ones that are like what is the ideal number and then anything that's out of that ideal range to a certain aspect I did make some notes to say this could potentially be going on so you know some of your things are this is the normal range right here so uh, so even for everybody looking when you look at the graph you can see like there's a middle range here so you see like low middle and high and that's on minerals themselves and there's also the ratios so um, your calcium levels your calcium levels are at 19 ideal is 42 and they say anything below 40 can be a deficiency so not necessarily your calcium depleted this is the calcium in your soft tissue so it's kind of like when we get to that ratios is where is why it really matters when we're talking ratios because just because these things say a certain thing this is just what's going on in your soft tissue when we get to the ratios all these ratios have a meaning of of what what it's indicative of and usually when i read those descriptions that's when people say yeah, hey, that does sound a little bit like me. Or maybe if I read seven symptoms, you might say, hey, four or five of them sound like me. So this is kind of where it's at when it comes to like results and where I work on with people with whether it be supplementing or nutrition based on those values, which is pretty cool. Um, so, and do you have well water? Yes. Okay. Um, and we'll get there too. So that was... Um, I think that's on the one ratio I have it written down. So we'll get there in a second. Um, your magnesium levels were also low. So we are looking at, you are at a 1.4 and six is ideal. And then anything, um, really anything that they say is below five can indicate a deficiency. So you're like right on the mark of normal and low. But again, this is what's in your soft tissue, not what's really going on at the cellular level. So it's not saying that you could be depleted, but it wouldn't be a bad idea to take a magnesium supplement. Um, your sodium levels. So you're at a 20, ideal is 25, and anything below, um, anything below 20, they say, could be, could, could be significant of dehydration. So something to maybe think about that you're staying hydrated if it sounds like, you know, you are, or that's you, something to kind of think about, you know, during the day, are you getting enough water in it, you know, especially based on you're very active. So, you know, and even you had this done summer months, maybe even sweating more summer months, right. outside workouts, that kind of thing. So again, if we looked at that number now, could it potentially be different? Absolutely. Um, your potassium level is a little bit, um, you're at a five and ideal is a 10. So anything um, really, you're kind of like in the, in the range of like below a six, which you're a, a five is, it could be a deficiency. It could be low thyroid function. It could be a possible copper toxicity and it could even be an, an iodine deficiency. So again, not, oh my gosh, let's go run and get these tests done. Let's check out the ratios and see if there's something else that's affecting it. Uh, and then based on what your symptoms are. 
And then you are pretty much in a good range for um, copper. Your ideal is 2.2 and you're at 1.8, so that can indicate a deficiency. And then most of them are in the normal range except for the manganese, which as you can see is, is significantly elevated. You are at a 0.296 and it's 0 0.07 is a normal number, but that is actually could be because of your well water. That's something that they definitely, whenever, usually I can tell when somebody has that level is high on somebody, I'll ask them if they have well water and right off the bat, it's like, yes, and it's like, okay. Um, that makes sense. So, um, and then this is our toxic elements, our heavy metal toxicity. So if you see, you're still kind of in the normal reference range. You're not in the high level yet, but you're definitely out of the low range. Um, for uranium, is there anything that you would indicate or say possibly that that could be a reason why that would be elevated? Well, that was interesting because the only thing I can think of is that we are close to the Hanford Nuclear Reservation. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Um, you know, there's obviously very, very trace amounts of it. So any kind of trace amount that shows up is going to look high probably. Exactly. Um, so it's hard to say. I mean, you know, the only thing I can attribute it to would be if, we, if it was contamination would be from, you know, Hanford Nuclear Reservation. I don't know. Where would uranium come from? And it can come from other things. So sometimes it's not the uranium that's like the radioactive uranium. Yeah. Sometimes it's just from like, hey, are you eating a lot of root vegetables? Like it can uh -huh. come from it can come yeah, from yeah. other sources the, as it's well. It's in the ground. It's so in the ground. It, yeah. Yes, exactly. And like you said, it's there. There's trace amounts of of these. So even if you were up here in this in this level, like you're still kind of almost in the safe zone. Like almost kind of, hey, take it as a grain of salt. Yeah. But you might even see when you start balancing these out sometimes you see that some of these other things that are just like randomly out of whack that ones that aren't really significant of anything your body just came up like a lot of times I see boron doesn't register for people for some reason it just doesn't a lot of most of the time it's it's not applicable I don't know why and I I, I actually mm. should reach out to the PhD who is who works at the company he's very helpful when we have questions for like clinical questions of like hey but I noticed that on a lot of my tests that I run mm. that it's that it's I don't know if it's just there's such small amounts they're right. just not coming yeah, up on the test yeah exactly so just a thought um, but basically, that's where you're at kind of with this zone. Everything is kind of in, you know, everything else is kind of in the middle of the of the normal range. You have a couple that are in the lower, but nothing's significantly off other than, you know, the manganese, which well water again, you know. But again, by balancing out some of those other minerals, it can kind of change things around a bit. So this is where the interesting part comes in. When we start to look at ratios. So these ratios all are kind of significant of something in the body. And again, now when we're looking at them, it kind of measures your different hormone levels. So not just your sex hormones, your adrenal function, your blood glucose, um, your adrenals, did I say adrenals, thyroid, sex hormones, and your insulin. So by looking at these and like your vitality ratio, which is kind of tied in with your um, adrenal function. But basically what you're looking at is these ratios all significant of something, and this is where you may or may not see different side effects. 
So this is where I'm interested to see your response. If you're, if, if when I ask you if you're going to be like, all right, like really, really dig deep, you know, really think about it. Um, do you have any questions? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just listening to this, but I'm, I'm clearly thinking Sean's been dehydrated many times with his workouts, so he's not hydrated enough while he's exercising yeah. during his ride. So I, I, I see, I see this picture from afar. <laughs> no, you would be the first person to see it exactly because, and and that makes total sense. It just, you know, and just knowing his extreme sports on that I watch on Facebook and his very active sports life, yes. Yeah, so if he's not keeping hydrated, yes, it makes sense, right? So that's something to definitely mental note: increase hydration. So. These ratios, they're all indicative of things. So the first one is your calcium phosphorus ratio. So ideal is 2.6 and you're at a 1.12. So this ratio is your autonomic ratio, which basically identifies the dominance of the nervous system. So it's sympathetic or parasympathetic dominance. So anything that is below a 1.6, you're at a 1.12, it indicates sympathetic dominance. So when it's low, it indicates the body's in a chronic flight or fight or flight state, and it could be an overactive metabolism. You could be anxious, irritable. Is he irritable? I don't think he seems irritable. No. He's not, but he's anxious. I, no, I'm not. Sometimes you are. <laughs> I love it. I love it. This is great. I can see that chronic fight or flight being yes. just that I train a lot. Yes. You know, yes. that's going to increase my sympathetic response. Absolutely. Makes a lot of sense, right? Um, and it could cause loose stools, oily skin, oily hair. So you don't have to tell the camera if you don't want to tell. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not good there. Oily skin. <laughs> oily skin, probably, but I've always had oily skin. Okay. So just in general, there are things that you might see. And again, some people look and say, gosh, that's me to a T. Sometimes they say not. You're also not, you're, you're like right on the cusp of, you know, of right there. Right. So it's not like, you know, there's some people that are extreme. I should break out my levels from last October. You'll be scared. <laughs> I think my one ratio was like 20 something. It was pretty bad. Um, but that was a very stressful time. I'll say, I'm going to redo mine. I'm going to get mine redone, I think. But next time I go get my hair done, I'm going to make her cut my hair. <laughs> um, you're making me want to get it done again. Um, next ratio is your sodium and your potassium ratio. So ideal, again, is 2.6 and you're at a 4. So you're a little bit elevated. You're, you're out of the acceptable zone into the high zone. And basically, anything above a... Um, anything above a... Ideal is 2.6, but anything above a 3.4 indicates an acute phase of stress, intense anger. Oh and my gosh, intense, intense anger. Intense anger and a... <laughs> and emotional outburst. Emotional outburst, what? What? Oh, yeah. It's okay, it's gonna be okay. Um, asthma, allergies, kidney and liver issues, and inflammation. Obviously, you've got inflammation, right? Because I mean, right. like you're like you. I mean, you're you're tough on your body, like you work it. So that's got to be one. I mean, I'm just surmising. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can tell you, and that's why it's so important to to know your body and to get a wide range of lab tests, but also know how to interpret them appropriately. Because I've had a I've had a CRP done, and my CRP is really low. So. You know, based on that, my inflammation is 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 low, but um, that's good. You know, so yeah. that's why it's important to get an, 
an overall picture, you can't base any, in my opinion, although we do it in Western medicine all the time, you can't base a diagnosis on one lab. Test. Absolutely not. And when we talk about insulin, I'll talk about that a little bit. No, later. but I do think one thing, especially for someone like Sean that trains a lot, when you start getting into the place where inflammation is high, it probably means either you've trained too long or we need a break yeah. or we yeah. need to, I mean, we need to pay attention to some of the signals that are happening because when you have intense training for a long period of time, you do, you hit a point where your body says no more. Absolutely. And we actually just discussed this and I apologize for my appearance. Actually, I came from a live workout this morning um, on a YouTube channel and we were actually discussing that. It was about, you know, sometimes, you know, doing that crazy cardio every day and you think you're doing good for your body. Sometimes you're putting more oxidative stress. You're putting more stress on your adrenals and you're actually stressing your body out. You're not doing good for your body. You can actually be doing harm. If your body's wiped out and you're tired, you need to give your body a rest sometimes and say, okay, there's other workouts where maybe we can just have a recoup day and, and do something that's more gentle on the body. Recovery is when we get stronger, not when we work out. Exactly. Absolutely. So, um, you know, so another thing too, your sodium ratio, you know, we talked about your sodium being low, so that could be throwing your right. ratio off that's as well. And then when they start talking about like kidney and liver issues, so, you know, could it be if you're dehydrated, could you be forming kidney stones, something like that. So again, they're, they're looking at a big picture. Again, this test is not a diagnostic and it's not the end all be all, but sometimes it just points to different things that could possibly be. Uh, I know one time I was going over this test with a very healthy, 40 something year old and she when I was reading the results and I went through them and I'm like you don't have any ki kidney or liver it says kidney liver but you don't have that like I kind of blew through it and she was like well wait a second so we share a client me and my one friend is a massage therapist and she said every time that she massages me she always says I feel crunchy around my kidneys so I don't know if that's something where it could potentially be that she's having stones or something that's, 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 you know, maybe in the future, but she said, actually I do. So it was kind of weird when I pointed it out that her level was off there, that, you know, that there could possibly be something going on again, not diagnostic, you know, as pharmacists, we stay in our lanes, but if there's ever something that's a red flag to say, Hey, maybe we should revisit this and take a little bit more into, you know, further testing. But again, I would imagine that that level for you would be off because of your sodium level yeah, being right. so low and just kind of replacing it with hydration. And I bet you that would, that would balance itself out. Um, so your next one is your uh, calcium and your potassium ratio. So you are at a 3.8, ideal is 4.2. So you're kind of like really right in that middle range. Um, you know, they say anything above a 6.2, which you're not, indicates sluggish activity, thyroid activity. So that's basically your thyroid, what your thyroid is doing. So again, um, you're right smack in the middle right. of being normal. So no issues there at all. Um, your zinc and copper ratio is a 10 and ideal is an eight. And they, you're kind of, again, right in the middle where they're not really discussing anything that could be off per se, large in a large amount but it's your hormone ratio so it's zinc associated with testosterone and progesterone and copper with estrogen so you're kind of like right in the perfect range actually perfect like, perfect good yay, yay. <laughs> considering we compound hormones i hope so i was just gonna say like you guys are like the hormone experts so yeah <laughs> 
Um, so next one is your sodium and magnesium. And ideal is four. You are at a 14.29. This is your adrenal ratio. So sodium and magnesium levels are directly associated with adrenal gland function. So they say anything that above a six indicates excessive adrenal activity. And it's associated with inflammation, increased stamina, aggressiveness, impulsivity, hypertension, high blood sugar, and a type A personality. Okay. There you go. <laughs> that one might be right. Okay. She nailed that one. <laughs> so, right? So that one's kind of like, and that's one that you're significant. Like you're significantly, right. there's a difference there. So we'll get to that in a second. So um, your calcium and your magnesium level is at a 13.57, ideal is 7. So anything above an 11 indicates imbalanced glucose metabolism and it's associated with a tendency for hypoglycemia low blood and low blood sugar issues. Do you have anything at all like that? No. That you know, like never? No. That's not sure because sometimes when you are exercising you will reach that low point because that's happened to you. Yeah, post-workout if I don't... If right, I so recovery right. is where his fueling has to be to make sure that that doesn't happen to him because when he gets to the house and he's like... <gasps> no, because he's yeah. burned it off. We know. Right. Yes. Yeah. yes, yes, absolutely. So. Absolutely, and that makes sense. And I love that you guys are doing this together because sometimes things that you don't notice, like, I'm hydrated, I'm fine. And I'm like, oh, oh, wait, hold up. <laughs> hold the phone. But no, I think that's great because some of those things are things that you don't realize. Oh, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. But, you know, you notice that there's a difference there, which is pretty awesome. So I like that we're, we're going over this together. It's awesome. And then you were, um, so, so it is, um, it's basically, it's your blood sugar ratio. So calcium is required for the release of insulin and magnesium inhibits insulin secretion. So this is kind of even the whole one. You could talk about this for four hours with yeah. like insulin resistance and yeah. all of that good stuff, you know, and what your body does when you're doing, you know, putting it in different states of, you know, of with your nutrition and, and yeah, we could talk Thank about this. We could talk about that all day. <laughs> um, and then your um, iron and copper ratio is 0.56 and 0 0.9 is normal. So you are in the normal range. And basically this is like an indicative of like an infection. So a lot of times I'll see this with like, especially with like COVID or flu season. Sometimes you'll see people, um, if they had it actually a couple months ago, it might be like out of whack a little bit. They might be like fine at this point, but it's like, oh yeah, I had that or even had a vaccination in that time frame two, three months ago. Sometimes I'll see that off there and, you know, which makes sense. Their immune system compromised, just kind of fighting it off and doing its thing. So your toxic ratios were all um, in the acceptable range and um, your copper and mobendium uh, is actually right on point. It's, it should, it's a 600 and 625 is like ideal on that end. So these are the different... Before, actually before we give the treatments. So you are a, this also, this test also tells what kind of metabolic, metabolizer you are. So again, based on that one ratio, being sympathetic dominant, you are a fast metabolizer type one. 
So basically fast metabolism, you're usually under stress and function best under stress due to the body's, body's response of increasing en energy production when confronted by a stressor. So that makes sense, especially just knowing you, knowing your workout and how you're, you know, you're just a beast. You do all kinds of crazy fun things <laughs> just because, just because you're you. <laughs> and Donna shakes her head and is like, <laughs> metabolizers will eat frequently in order to maintain their energy levels and it may result in weight gain um, in the abdominal region but fast metabolizers um, may result in warm body temperatures um, moist, moist skin and a tendency to perspire easily which if that's true that could also be a hydration thing why, as well why the sodium is low right exactly kind of all ties in together right not necessarily, but it's a it's a thing. It could be a thing. So some of these are ideas of how we what can we do to to fix your levels. So your calcium levels are low based on normal levels. But again, this is in your soft tissue. So it's not saying that they're low and oh my gosh, it's not in your bone where it needs to be. Yeah. Um, it could it could potentially be depending on the age of the person that I'm working with um, especially if it's an older female I might say hey maybe you know have you gotten a bone density test something like that where are you are you know are you making sure that you're you know taking a calcium supplement if their calcium levels are low depending on you know their if they've actually gotten labs done from their doctor or anything but these are actually some of the symptoms that we just talked about too if you have the low levels of calcium and again this is in your soft tissue not in your bones so things that can contribute to a low hair tissue mineral analysis calcium level um, increased thyroid activity increased adrenal activity which we kind of said mm -hmm. that you have um, hypoparathyroid activity which we kind of said we think your, your thyroid's going pretty good. Deficiency of vitamin D. Have you had a vitamin D level check recently? Not lately, but I know you take, what I'm that's, No, that's good. Uh, I'm yeah. sure you take a daily. Do you take a daily? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, excessive levels or intake of vitamin A. Excessive phosphorus re retention. A copper deficiency, which we didn't see a deficiency, but we saw kind of a little bit on the lower to normal end range. Um, toxic metal accumulation and an in inadequate calcium intake. So they're the things that could kind of throw off your calcium levels. Insomnia, how are you with sleep? That's great. <laughs> I, just I sleep great in uh, general. That's amazing. I, I probably have insomnia once a year maybe. Once yeah, a I mean, year? Not even that usually. Oh, I mean, it's not I just, fair. It's not fair. <laughs> I sleep good. I used to sleep good. I don't know. The past few months have not, I've not been at my best, but I will say that, um, yeah, like it's it's um it's crucial for everything. I just did my morning affirmation on my YouTube channel and it was on sleep hygiene and really, you know, yeah. what to do to get those good night sleeps, how to prepare your body for it. So, um you were basically it's saying you could potentially have a problem falling asleep, be okay falling asleep, but maybe waking up throughout the night. But you seem to be good. Um, but they're basically associating that with your um, magnesium levels being low. Uh, and again, you know, 
where are your magnesium levels at the cellular level? You know, we're looking yeah. at them at in your tissue, but if you're feeling good all around and you have energy and all of these things that you're overall you're feeling pretty well, your magne your magnesium levels are you know could be potentially fine in at the cellular level, but it's never a bad idea to take a magnesium supplement. If I had a name, you know, like my top five, I think that you'd be on the same page with me. Magnesium is one that I would say, you know, you can't get too much of that. It's just, it's good for so many things. Um, and then your manganese level that we said that was um, that was higher based on the well water. Um, anything, do you get headaches at all? Any kind of dizziness, hyperactivity? No. Nothing? No, no I, I don't think so. I, I mean, he just is a busy person in yes. general from day one. So. Yes, so no, absolutely. And that is, like I said, again, those levels, like trace amounts, you know, yeah. like where we were looking at it. But they just mentioned it just to kind of throw it out there. But it says when it's found high in the hair tissue, it's um, frequently elevated along with iron or aluminum, which I wrote nope in my notes because you were not. I checked right. your iron levels, like everything, your aluminum, everything was on target. So again, that could just be showing could it have been you know just excess at that time is it something if you revisit it again would it be you know the same again you could always revisit it again in another six months and do another one to check and see you know where you're at if you know anything changes if you decide to do some of the supplements that i recommend um so and again they talk about definitely the levels of high magnesium where it could come from and it's just saying you know a lot of it is the outside you know, factors, which again, well water. Um, and then they give you some herbal sources of manganese that you can take, peppermint, chickweed, golden seal, comfrey, black kawash. Mm. Interesting, right? Yeah. So this is another one that I, I didn't even mention earlier that I took with a grain of salt. Your, um, your van, I don't even know how to say it. Van, van, vanad, vanadium? Vanadium? Did I say so basically it was above the the um, normal reference range, but it is antagonistic to the sulfur amino acids, cysteine um, and methoamine. Um, so I don't know, it's basically, they talk about it being in decreased hormone production, but there are things that you don't have issues with. So I kind of just, left that aside because I thought that it was a, again, the level to be taken with a grain of salt, trace amounts, but knowing that you're feeling okay in those areas, I would say, yeah, you know, something to just kind of, okay, keep it in, the, in your back pocket, but okay. not really address. Um, and then these are all the ratios that we went over. So it's a nice report that breaks down basically which one we just, what, what each one means and what you can basically do, what you might be feeling. And then, all of your toxic metal ratios are all within a normal acceptable range and then there are some tips in here too so you know we can go over dietary suggestions so it gives you a nice report when you take this test and it gives you ideas of what to do when you're like the fast metabolizer cool. so yeah so it kind of you know whether it's it, it will give you tips like increase your intake of high purine protein foods increase intake of milk and milk products reduce carbohydrate intake um, and then it's going to talk about the foods that you want to either add or avoid based on the levels that you were high or low in. 
So some of the things that would stimulate um, histamine, which I guess they considered the one thing high allergy or whatever. Which, exactly. So if you know you were experiencing any of that, they are things that you would want to avoid. Um, and then here's things that they're saying. So dietary considerations, foods that are high in phosphorus and may contribute to even a further calcium deficiency, things to avoid are cola drinks. Oh, I just said you better stop drinking all that soda. <laughs> you gotta limit I yourself. Do. Yeah, I do. I do drink <laughs> soda. That is my vice. Is I it your like vice? Soda. Is it? Um, um, phosphate preservatives and then sodium phosphate found in baking powder, looks like donuts, cake mixes, treats, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, by cutting back on those, essentially affecting your yeah. calcium levels. And foods that are high in magnesium. So whether you're going to take a magnesium supplement or like me and Janet were discussing, a magnesium foot bath uh, is a fantastic thing for people that don't know to get magnesium at the cellular level. It's best to be taken in a topical liquid form, uh, a foot bath. And, um, but if not, you can get it from nutrition. You can get it from, I always recommend a reactive magnesium that mimics your body's most, um, most it mimics the magnesium that your body naturally produces, creates less GI upset. So um, foods that basically are high in magnesium that you might want to consider adding into your diet. So they give you a nice little report there. And then, so they're telling you things that you might want to increase in your diet are here. And then things that could improve calcium absorption. So some things you might want to avoid there. And then, you know, just re... Peanut butter. Yeah, I eat a lot of it though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can eat more. I get to eat more dairy too. <laughs> like, I love cheese. <laughs> Um, so basically in conclusion, again, your heavy metals, you know, they were all in the normal range. So just, uranium, right? Uranium, except for they, uranium. Yeah. But I'm again, again, like not still to be taken kind of with like a grain of salt, but interesting to see, you know, where, you know, where it could potentially be coming from. And if you were to kind of balance other things out, could it potentially go away and go down? It'd be interesting to see if you just repeated a test and, it, and the next time, you know, six months from now, I'd change nothing and it doesn't, and it just goes away. So there might have been some kind of contamination oh, one time, I don't know. Absolutely. However, I want to speak to the histamines because we live in a very agricultural community. Ooh, that's and interesting. where we ride, we are exposed to a lot of you know, different pollens, different, I mean, we grow a lot of hay, Sean has allergies to different environmental things out yeah. there. So it may not be so much diet, it could be just what he's exposed to, not that he needs to stop, but just the fact that it's there while he is in his environment working out. Because when we started hitting histamines, I'm like, oh. Allergies. No, you're absolutely right. And it did say that under the one section. I forget what section it did say, potential allergies, and it was like seasonal allergies for the one imbalance that you right. had. Um, but the, the interesting thing about that, it's funny you should say that because I did a test on a client once that was a wheat, uh, wheat and gluten sensitivity test. 
and this person was gluten-free and they were still reacting and they couldn't figure out why they were reacting. Well, here they found out after all this testing, figuring it out, they were having their basement redone and the wallboard in their basement was actually a wheat-based wallboard and they were flaring up so bad and they couldn't figure out why this gluten-free person that was meticulous with their diet and they were literally breathing it in from you know from their environment and didn't even yeah. know it took them a little while to figure that out um but it was pretty cool to, to actually see that that was that was you know flaring flaring somebody up so so pretty cool and then what's nice about these reports too is that we can kind of get an idea of what to do to move forward Obviously, we've got the nutrition, so there's ideas, tips, and tricks, but there's things that if you kind of want to move it along faster. Now, you're somebody who's feeling pretty good, so you're, you know, if there's something that you are looking at where you're like, oh, maybe I could feel better by doing, you know, by, by doing supplements versus nutrition or maybe adding in a little bit of both. A lot of times that what I see with people too, when especially when their minerals are, like yours were kind of, you know, in the lower, most of your things were in the lower range of, of, of normal. So not that they were abnormal, but they were in the lower range. So your body just might not be absorbing them properly for maximum benefit. And you still might be feeling good. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're sick or something's wrong, but it could potentially be that you're not absorbing them. You know, a lot of times, and I know we've had this on a podcast before, where people don't understand that we need stomach acid to break down our food. So we, you know, right away run and get, you know, those proton pump inhibitors and decrease, you know, your acid reflux in turn decrease your stomach acid and then set off a plethora of mineral imbalance and all kinds of crazy things in the body. So sometimes um, absorption is a big thing too. So a lot of times I recommend people adding on digestive enzymes and possibly like a hydrochloric acid with like with like betaine and peptase where they're actually just giving themselves some digestive support. And it's not always a long-term thing, but if it's something that if they are also experiencing some gut stuff, because sometimes when, you know, when people come to me, they will be feeling, you know, we kind of did this as more of like, a, hey, let's do a, fun, a test, do it for fun and see and do it on a podcast where there's people that are actually, um, you know, that come with, you know, XYZ problems right. and how are we going to solve them? So sometimes uh, a lot of GI issues come up and I will start people a lot on digestive enzymes and they're basically what our body produces, you know, amylase, lipase, protease, and it's just giving our body more of that to just help metabolize. You're a fast metabolizer, so usually when people are slow metabolizers, I will have help add that onto them. And a lot of times, nine times out of 10, people feel better within a couple of weeks, they'll report back to me saying, oh my gosh, I don't feel, whether it be gassy, bloating, diarrhea, whatever it was that they're feeling, you know, in combination with a really good probiotic, they they feel like they're, they're feeling better. So again, hey, doing that metabolism, get, giving that better absorption, you know, is it something that, you know, would overall make your minerals absorb better, go to where they need to go, and, you know, and why not? It's all about gut health. We know that gut health is so important when it comes to everything, our immune system, absorbing our nutrients from minerals, vitamins, nutrients from our food, very important. Absolutely. So a lot of times these tests, you know, are indicative of that and whether it be we see it with blood glucose levels, um, you know, and that's I probably even wise coming up on a report for you because of that. But again, when like when Janet said your levels 
your blood glucose levels appear that they come down. We know that that's not just, hey, a mineral imbalance. It's also more of like a, we know that maybe it is a mineral imbalance, but it's in direct correlation to your workouts. So again, making sure that you're fueling yourself with enough before your workout so that you get through and you're not feeling that. And then again, for the recovery period, making sure that you're, you know, replenishing yourself afterwards, staying hydrated, all of that good stuff. Um, and then obviously the things that we saw that were a little bit low, um, just even adding some magnesium, chromium, great for, for metabolism and copper, just because it was on the low end, copper can do some funky stuff. Usually that copper, if your zinc levels are, copper and zinc are directly correlated with each other. So usually if they are out of whack, one or the other helps balance you know, so you were kind of like in the middle range with that. Um, there was a couple things that pointed that you could have possibly needed a copper supplement, but um, I don't know. I would say if I if I were to pick, I would say you know maybe start some of the others, and then a B complex is always good too. Again, that's one of the top five that you know yep. B vitamins are just amazing to take anyway. So um, yeah, so and then just the metabolic support, and that's you know overall might, I mean, things that you might want to consider adding, but again, like you said, you're feeling good and anything that you know, and even that Janet commented on and said, you know, these are the things that I noticed, you kind of pointed them out and it's all in relation to something, not just like, hey, why am I feeling like that? Right. You know why, you know why, you know, if I'm not hydrating, if I'm not eating enough before or after a workout. So that is the hair tissue mineral analysis. Wow, that was intense. I'm telling you, right? <laughs> I know, but it was very truthful too because what I saw with what I mean, and he may not realize this, but I see him after a, a workout or a ride, and, and he's like, "I need to get some food in me, like right now, like right now." And I'm like, "There you go." And the dehydration, I'm thirsty right now, and and that's really something that needs to be tied in. And the other thing too that I found very um, supportive of what Sean's coach says is I want you to take this time off between this window because then we're going to ramp it up again. So basically what it's saying is pay attention to your coach when he says I want you to recover. Recover. <laughs> and so it laid it out for Sean. She's like, what's that? What's taking a break? Come on. <laughs> like, I can't do that. And I'm like, yes, you have to. No, it's so important. It is. Like I said, and we talked about it this morning while we were working out. It is so important to do for your body. And I also, like I said, I love that we're doing this together because, you know, you're kind of picking up what he, you know, what he's not. So Sean's like, no, no, fine. You're like, no, this is, this is the way it is. He's going to be like stubborn. And he's like, no, I'm fine with my workouts. And you're like, really? You, your coach does. Yeah, yeah, Jason's gonna say yes, Janet. <laughs> <laughs> this is very helpful. This is a um, you know another tool that we can use to just work our way towards optimal health. So I appreciate it, Courtney. Um, you, as always, you're a rock star when it comes to stuff. Janet, what are your comments before we finish this podcast up? Well, I'm super excited. I'm gonna do mine now because we were talking about um, cramping and the feet and things like that. So certainly um, this is very helpful. I think just from a tool, like Sean said, of um, how to approach something and, and point out what you're doing right in your everyday or not, or just remembering that it's a snapshot in that time. So like you said, is there something going on? If that evens out over time, then maybe I don't need to address it in a big way, but maybe just slightly. 
Absolutely. And I, um, I actually want to redo mine. I did mine around this time last year. I think it was last October I did mine. And I couldn't have been at a more stressful time in my life. It was in the mayhem of COVID shots when I used to like literally walk in the door and collapse. I, it was literally the pharmacy was a banana bonkers explosion every day. It was like putting out fires and I'll show you my levels when we go off camera, go laugh. And then I'm going to retest and then I'm going to look and see because my levels were, my, some of my levels were, my adrenal function was just off the charts. Like it was crazy. So I'd be curious to see, I really should have retested, you know, six months later, but I'm, I'm going to do it too. So we'll do it together. We'll have our results together. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you listeners and viewers for tuning in today. We really appreciate you. Tune into our podcast every Monday at 12.30 to 1.30 Pacific Standard Time um, as we try to educate and empower individuals to take charge of their own health. And I think Courtney helped us do that today. So thank you so much, Courtney. You're very welcome. Thank you guys for coming and being here. I'm glad we're visiting in person from all the way across the country. I know. Super cool to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.